Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Val Cisco, dropping some knowledge about Anchor. Guys, have you ever wanted to record your own podcast? Don't you want millions and millions of people to listen to what you have to say, whether it's about Zeus, whether it's about sports, whether it's about everything that's going on in the world of quarantine? Guys, what are you waiting for? Download Anchor. Anchor basically is a one-stop shop for all your podcast needs. It has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Number two, it's free. Guys, it's free. There's not a lot of freebies out there, so grab this. And of course, Anchor will distribute your podcast so you can be heard from different places like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and many, many, many more. You can make money off your podcast too with minimum listenership. So right there, guys, like, listen, this is a no-brainer. Download Anchor. It's pretty fantastic. I love it. Hell, thank you, Anchor, for giving me the platform to speak about all the random things that I do. Uh, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So please, once again, download Anchor. You can download it off the Apple Play Store, the, the Google Store. I don't know if you guys have Blackberries out there still. Uh whatever is out there download it it's freaking phenomenal you guys won't regret it take care ciao everybody welcome to another great edition of nothing to watch always brought to you by sideshow conversations it's your boy mr undercover sniper warrior assassin guy for chip on his shoulder val cisco bringing you a movie that I think we've all been passing by on the Netflix stream, and I know a lot of people have been talking about it. It definitely is a sleeper hit, and this is why we're going to be discussing it today on Nothing to Watch. It is the movie called Polar. And a big shout-out to my boy Jake, who uh, recommended this movie for me. Um, It's a movie that did catch me by surprise, and it lured me in as soon as the credits started dropping. Um, yeah, so let's um, get into it. Polar is a 2019 neo-noir action film based on the comic series of the same name. It is directed by Jonas Akerlund and written by Jason Rothwell. The film stars Mads Nicholson, Vanessa Hudgens, 
Catherine Winnick, and Matt Lucas. It was released on January 25th, 2019, streaming on Netty Netty Netflix, motherfucker. So yeah, guys, this movie... You know what? I was passing it by, you know... January has been a very tough month, and February as well, too. I've been sick, uh, dealing with a lot of things outside uh, the podcast land. But, you know, at the end of the day, you got to keep your shit together and put your big boy pants on and keep moving. Um, I honestly sat down and watched this movie while I was sick not too long ago. And I was like, damn, how did this movie um, kind of sneak by my radar? This movie is fucking fantastic this is a movie if you like john wick if you like taken if you like revenge thrillers if you like just massacre hardcore henry um things of that nature you know you're gonna love this balls to the wall action adventure movie so of course stars my man mads mickelson i love mads anything that he's in He's always captivating, and this movie, um, you know, he he just this this part was made for him, honestly. Like he he just full out one hundred percent deep dives into the character known as um, Duncan Vizla, aka, and you guys are gonna uh, love this nickname that um, he's called the Black. Kaiser, um, Duncan is seen um, at the beginning of this movie just a man looking to retire. Um, he's a grizzled veteran of this assassination game. Um, there's other characters that you're seeing at the beginning of this movie, and you get the gist of what's happening. Um, Johnny Knoxville is also in this movie for a brief moment. He's actually in the beginning of this movie. kind of sets the tone of him just being in this um, crazy big-ass mansion up in Chile, and, you know, he's having the time in his life, snoring some coke, drinking, swimming, getting a BJ about a bad chick, and all of a sudden, a whole bunch of people just swarm in and gun this guy down to the max, and it's said that he's basically a retired assassin himself, and uh, the game is, once you pass an age, I think it's 60 years old, it could be it could be fifty or sixty years old. Don't quote me on that one. One or the other. I want to say sixty, just to just to throw it out there. You know what? Fuck it. Johnny Knoxville didn't look that old, so fifty. Once you reach fifty years old, um, it's like an expiration date, and even though you retire or you're forced to retire, you're also assassinated as well too. So, um, I found that pretty dope. Um, just freshens up the game with this group of assassins. Um, and each assassin has their own personality as well, too, so I found that pretty cool. Um, but basically you see, um, Duncan just away from the game, um, gets his retirement pension, basically a couple million dollars, and retires, I believe, in... I, I think it's Montana. I could be wrong about that as well, too. Apologies, guys, for the research or lack of research. But I believe he's in Montana. 
and it's snow time, and he's in this smoky little cabin, and all he wants to do is just, you know, get a couple of drinks, watch a couple of movies. You see him actually interacting with, like, one of those rent boxes which is pretty fun. He goes to the convenience store, and you don't know that much about him. All you know is that he has these bad dreams of just killing and um, things that either have happened or could happen later on. I found that interesting as well, too. Um, but basically, he's retired. No matter what, he just wants to chill out. He actually um, gets hit up by one of the other um, assassins, I guess she's like a booker, if, if you will, named Vivian, uh, played by um, Catherine Winnick, and she's fabulous as well, too. She plays a character, she's very, you know, suave and sexy, and she always gets her way um, because of her looks and because of her, her, her determination. And, you know, Mads is not having it. He's like, I'm retired, no other job, I'm good to go. Whatever it is, I don't want to deal with it. So you see him going back home in his little log cabin. You see uh, Vanessa Hudgens' character, who is very much, you know, just uh, an anxious, um, uh, jumpy, jittery kind of girl that lives next door to his cabin. Um, you see that she's having this a hard time in general. She seems depressed. She seems um, just tired of life. There's even a part of her choppy wood. She can't even do that. She gets frustrated and leaves. And, of course, our hero right here, Mads, Duncan, actually chops off uh, all the wood for her. So, I guess, you know, trying to make friends in a small neighborhood. Eventually, you know, he try he kind of gets tired a little bit of his life. Not to say that he's officially tired, but there's comes to a point where, you know, he tries to really make his home his home. But he feels uncomfortable with certain things. I don't want to spoil it too much and want you guys to watch the movie. But it actually gets him to do that one job that Vivian offered him. Um, this initially is a setup by our big bad, played by Matt Lucas, Mr. Blunt. A sniveling, weasel, pig-faced-looking guy who wears a whole bunch of wigs and lathers himself with lotion. You know, this guy screams jackass, screams jerky, you just want to punch in the face, but gets everything that he wants because he's insanely rich. And the fact that he's a huge dork is hilarious as well, too. You see him having business meetings, but he's actually... Um, Using, like, one of the swords that his dad got him and just doing, like, ninja fucking samurai moves and shit like that. I know that's a contradictory right there, ninja and samurai. I apologize. But he's just waving the swords around and telling the story of a sword. And no one cares what the fuck he's talking about. They just want to do business. So, essentially, he's just this giant geek that has a lot of money. But he's the one that actually comes up with the plan for that age limit, of course, paying the assassins that much money. Uh, when they retire, and then essentially killing them and making a clause in their retirement contract where if something were to happen to you, if you were to die, that money gets sent back to the foundation where the assassins work. So that was pretty fun to see that he's been orchestrating this whole elaborate plan to kill off older assassins in order to uh, see some econo economic growth within the company. So that was fun. Um, he screams like a, like a fucking jackass, but you gotta love his character because eventually you know that he's gonna get what's coming to him later on. Um, basically, this whole mission that Vivian offers Duncan is basically to go out and put a hit on somebody, try to, to assassinate him, um, collect, I believe, a couple million dollars and go back into retirement. 
Um, of course, this is a ruse. This is for uh, many assassins to try to kill him uh, while he's um, trying to assassinate somebody himself. So very much like John Wick vibes, um, Taken vibes as well, too. Um, there's a hotel scene that's fantastic where he's just... Um, dressed up as, like, I guess, a maintenance worker, and you see this giant Samoan motherfucker, like, he looks Samoan or Mexican, but he is going in, and he's having a time in his life, he's getting pissed off because he can't get his freak on, because Duncan's making mad noise outside, and he gets hammered into the wall, and eventually executed, but we definitely see that Duncan knows that he's been set up, so he leaves early, um, to collect his money, and of course, this is when shit gets real. So, I won't spoil too much of the movie. I do know that there's other awesome, fantastic characters. Um, Pedro Miguel Arce plays um, Pedro Gonzalez Gonzalez, which is pretty fantastic. He's a sniper. Um, who else is in this as well, too? Uh, Igna plays Regina. Uh, we have... Um, who else is here? Faye Wren plays... Um, I'm probably going to mess up her name. Hild? Hild, Hilda, Hild, Hilda, I'm going to say Hilda or Hild, right there, um, uh, so many other characters that you're going to see in this movie as well too, besides the main characters, but eventually it all goes crazy once he gets back to the cabin, and these assassins are looking for him in every other place in the world, um, basically he has so many houses around the world that this these group of assassins are going one by one to find out where this guy is so they can take him out you see him going to miami and they all have different suits on and different dress wear it's pretty funny and they all have their own characteristics of how they get or lure anybody to that they're about to assassinate um I just find it fun because not only are we getting Duncan's main story, Vanessa Hudgens' main story, but we're getting these other assassins that have so much world building to their to themselves. Um, one of my favorite parts of this movie too is just there's no overacting when it comes to Mads. He's literally in this character that just wants to retire and is done with everything in life and just wants to be simple and you feel for him so much knowing that he's a paid assassin knowing that he's probably done so much horrible shit in the world you feel for this character just wanting to just buy a loaf of bread and get a dog or get a fish and just try to figure out how to deal with life uh, without guns or craziness whatsoever. I think that's what I love about this movie so much, is this subtlety to the character. Vanessa Hudgens plays a great character as well, too. Vanessa Hudgens, um, her, I think she plays uh, Camille, and she has a sorrow in her eyes that, you know what, uh, as much as people shit on her for, you know, High School Musical and other things, you know, her acting when played this kind of character, this uh, either lonely, depressed, heartbroken, drugged out, bottom of the barrow, skid road, down the dirt character, she always nails. She knows how to bring that performance and take it to a 10. And you definitely see it. Something's haunting her. You definitely get into her backstory that she was sexually abused as a child. Um, you get into a little bit more of her backstory as well, too, which gets into the ending as well. Um, there's so much, so much layers about her character that you want to 
invest your time in. And you like the the dynamic between her and Duncan. It's not really a sexual dynamic. It's more of a guardian dar- a dynamic where Duncan, you know, feels that he has to be there for her. It's his chance of redemption. And um, a lot of that plays out toward the end of the movie as well, too. And I don't want to spoil too much about this movie because it goes through twists and turns and it is fantastic where the story leads you. Um, let's talk about the violence. The violence is ultra crazy in this movie you get it from the first scenes where you know johnny knoxville gets sniped in the back and gets gunned down by all these assassins it's fantastic let's talk about um mad's performance you know he brings out the a game you can tell every time he gets into an altercation he wastes no movement uh, on trying to hurt or kill somebody. There's parts where he's nailing people to the wall. There's parts where he's using pieces of gun to kill somebody. He's using nails to kill people. You know, there's so much that he can do as an expert assassin that makes you like, damn, I don't want to fuck with this guy whatsoever. He's called the Black Kaiser for a reason. Um, uh, let's talk about the music as well, too. Uh, I, believe, I believe it's scored by Dead Mouse, And it's a little weird at first because you have this whole movie... That's like, you know, very much a noir slash revenge film. But you have this, you know, uh, EDM kind of techno thrashing in your ear while fight scenes are happening that complement the movie really well. Um, I love the choreography for the fights as well, too. There's different styles in this movie. You know, you get a little bit of Muay Thai and Jiu Jitsu. You get a little street fighting. You get a little bit of karate in there. You get a little Kung Fu in here as well, too. Uh, Krav Maga. There's so much to dig your to dig into when it comes to the fighting of this movie. Because, of course, these are world-trained assassins. You want to see them get down and dirty. Um, there's a lot of character building within each character, especially the main characters. Probably the only character that did not get the most character building, in my opinion, was Vivian. I felt like, as, you know, she was great being the person who kind of just takes charge, the second in command, the one who books the gigs, the one that uh, makes the appointments and sets up all the cards for them to get knocked down again. But you want to see her past. You want to see what made her get to this point right here and she has a a sympathetic eye to Duncan to Mads Nicholson um because of the fact that every time uh, they throw I guess a group of assassins at him she's like just pay the guy the money and call the day let's just forget about him he'll forget about us she knows how he thinks She, she she knows what makes him tick so there has to be a past that we were unclear of and uh, I'll get into what we may see later on as well, too. But I felt like her growth really wasn't there in this movie whatsoever. Um, what else can I say that's great about this movie? Um, everything from the effects to the music to the costume design. Like I said, there's parts where there's the assassins and a bunch are wearing different outfits, you know, whether it's in uh, Minnesota, whether it's in uh, Miami, whether it's... Um, going to Newark, New Jersey at one point. There's so many different things. And uh, maybe that part right there, a little montage of them traveling around trying to find Duncan was fantastic. You see all these houses that he's renting um, out to other people. You get heroin addicts in one place. You get like a, a, a sexual predator in one place that they beat the shit out of. So all these people that they're renting out, you kind of like, you know what? They got what, they, what, what's, what was coming to them. So... 
I don't know. I think I, I like this movie a lot. I give it, you know what, for a surprising movie that made me jump to my seat and say, fuck yeah, that made me want to be invested in every single character, I'd give this five big tops, man. Um, this film was first announced in October 2014 as a live-action adaptation to the Dark Horse Comics Polar, um, developed by Dark Horse Entertainment. Um, the spec script for the film by Jason Rothwell was purchased in 2017. Mads Mikkelsen signed to star the film. February 2018, Vanessa Hudgens, Winnick, and Lucas joined the cast with Netflix on board to distribute the film. Um, so much of this movie, I, I don't know where it comes from. Whether it's just a performance from the actors, whether it's the script, whether it's Netflix... Just really um, saying, we got something here, let's go ahead and back this up. I, I feel like this movie could have been great in theaters, could have been great on the silver screen. Um, the fact that we got it on Netflix is not bad, but I feel that the, the lack of promotion that Netflix gave this movie kind of sucks. And maybe that's been Netflix's problem the last couple of years, is that they have great movies. And they have promoted their movies as well, too. Um, I remember Bright, when Bright came out with Will Smith, they promoted the shit out of that movie. As well as Cloverfield, um, the Cloverfield Paradox. That got a Super Bowl um, commercial. So, you know, it's kind of difficult for these different kind of movies that we see on, um, like Veronica, like Polar, uh, like even the animes that came out. Even though they're not the best adaptations, but, you know, Bleach the new Cowboy Bebop that's coming out as well, too. They never got the, the promotion that they deserve. And these movies deserve to get checked out because they're brilliant. Um, this right here in every aspect is brilliant. Um, there's no real wasted moment in this movie. There's only parts where you're like, damn, I wish I had a little bit more, and maybe that's the idea of a great movie. Um, it definitely leaves you wanting more, and it opens up to a sequel as well, too. So that was pretty dope. Um, although we have some um, final endings to certain characters, it definitely opens up to a part two and more world building with these assassins, more character development for certain characters going into their past and seeing exactly what made them tick um, and what's next for these characters as well too. Um, it twists and turns and it, it guts you and slices you up and chops you up into a little bit of pieces and says, you know what, do it again, do it again, do it again. Um, fantastic movie. Um, I think that, for, for my opinion, the reception's pretty dope so far from certain fans. Although Rotten Tomatoes does disagree with me. Mm. Rotten Tomatoes gave it an approval rating of 21% based on 24 views. So fuck them, okay? Um, another average they gave it was a 3.1 out of 10. You know, at the end of the day, I don't know what they were talking about, and I'm very critical when it comes to films, okay? Sometimes it's really hard for me to shut my brain off and enjoy a film. Um, I know another film that did come out on Netflix was um, How It Ends, I believe that was the movie, with uh, Forrest Whitaker, and that movie pissed me off so much um, in so many ways, um, where that got great reviews, uh, even with an ending that they had in that movie, it just fucked me up so much that I just didn't want to see a movie like that. Again, this whole end-of-the-world apocalyptic movie. It just didn't 
suit well with me. Same thing with Bird Box. Bird Box really didn't do that much for me as well, too. But this movie gave me everything that I wanted from a movie. It gave me everything that I love from Taken, from John Wick, from uh, even movies like Death Race at one point, or Death Wish at one point, um, revenge films that just really take it to the next level. You know what? There's some wonky CGI here and there. It's not too crazy. And you know what? If you shut your, if you go watch a a Pacific Ring movie, you can watch this movie. So fuck that. Um, I love it. The soundtrack is pretty dope by Dead Mouse. I checked out the music. It's not really up my alley, but I do know a couple of people that that would love to hear this on a daily routine. But for a one shot go, I say check it out. Fantastic movie, guys. Go watch it if you really have nothing to watch. If you felt like you know you went through Super Bowl fatigue. Uh, if you went through just going through all these other movies on Hulu or Netflix or at the movies in general and you're just waiting for Avengers at this moment in time or Captain Marvel, watch this movie. It'll satisfy you. It'll make you go through changes. It will entertain you to the max. Um, so much fun things about this movie. I can't really talk about it enough. Anyway, guys, that's really about it for my review for the movie. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Um, I know I was a little sporadic right here. Like I said, I have been sick. It's been hard for me to actually get on these podcasts lately. But I think I kicked the bug out. I'm up and at them, trying to update as much content as possible. I know I'm on the other podcasts as well, too. That's more of a once-a-week thing, Elite Wrestling Audio. But this podcast is still streaming, still having a good time, still rocking and rolling. And hopefully, I do have you guys' support. Anyway, guys, I am out of here. If you want to reach me uh, at Val Cisco on Instagram, Val Cisco on Snapchat, and of course on the Facebook at Sideshow Conversations, the Twitter Uncanny V, and of course Sideshow Conversations is also on Instagram by that name Sideshow Conversations, where we just do a couple of pictures and we have a couple of good content for you to get into, Massacre Mondays, Tower Records Tuesdays, things of that nature. If you want to join the conversations on Facebook, uh, please join the conversation. Let me know what you guys are are talking about as far as the movies that are coming out, the comics that are coming out, any kind of content whatsoever, please post, get into the conversation. And of course, Sideshow Conversations is on Anchor, which is available on every, I believe, phone platform, so please Go ahead and download it and listen. Hell, make your own podcast yourself. It's also on Apple Podcasts. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Leave a two-star, leave a five-star. Really doesn't matter. Any kind of criticism is good criticism. And a Spotify. So get that heart button right there and just subscribe to this podcast. Anyway, that's really about it for me. Hopefully you guys did enjoy this. I am out of here. Always get your mind out of gutter, but keep your eye on the side.